A lot of people are worried about living below their means or trying to save the dollars and cents, pounds and pence because of the cost of living crisis, the energy crisis. But actually, living below your means and saving coffees and under £10 or dollar direct debits, I don't think is very good advice because you probably can't save that much because you're probably already not got much disposable income. So how can you save what you haven't got? So you shouldn't be living below your means. You should be pushing your means up. And instead of only heating one room in the house next winter, you should be generating extra income streams. You should be starting a membership site and getting new members, or you should be turning your information into income and your content into cash flow by consulting or mentoring or masterminding in the knowledge and experience that you already have. Or starting a side hustle or doing a bit of overtime or getting a second job, whatever. But pushing your income up is actually easier than reducing your expenses when your expenses are already more than you're earning. Now, my company's expenses can be 900,000 to a million a month. We can certainly get that down. Five or 10% of a million is quite a big saving. And of course, the saving all goes on the bottom line, i.e. it's nearly all profit. But when you're making two grand a month and you're spending two and a half grand a month, you can't live below your means. You have to increase your means. And that means extra income, extra earnings, multiple streams of income. And that is what most people aren't telling you in this cost of living crisis. Okay, what would I do with £30,000? All right, let's hit this. Let's do some, let's do a Q&A session. If I had £30,000, what would I do with it? Now, it depends on, one, is it your only £30,000? Is it your spare £30,000? Or is it your spare change £30,000 or dollars? So if you're thinking about how to invest a grand, five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, ask yourself those three questions first. Is it your only lump of money, your available next lump of money, or spare change lump of money? If it's your only lump of money, you've got to be low risk. And if it's your spare change lump of money, you could be higher risk. If it's your only lump of money, you've got to make sure that it is more defensive and protective. And then if it's your spare change, you could be more aggressive. If it's your only lump of money, it needs to be relatively diversified. If it's your spare change lump of money, it could be all in one asset. So you can get a Rolex Daytona now for less than 30 grand. So if you've got a spare change 30 grand, sticking it in a Rolex Daytona and just holding that watch for life, it's probably going to go up 5 to 8% a year. Putting it into a couple or three companies in the stock market rather than spread across the S&P 500 or FTSE 100 is viable if it's your only versus if it's your only you want it in 100 or 500 companies if, in the stock market. If it's your spare change, you might want it in two or three companies that you think are going to do well. Now, I have a general answer for how to invest 
lumps of money, probably under 50 grand, 50 grand or under. Now I've done content on this on my Facebook page. So if you go and scroll and find me on at Rob Moore Progressive, I've done how to best invest a grand, five grand, 10 grand, 25 grand. You can also find those on the money podcast by Rob Moore. So I'm going to give you a more general answer based on all of them because I've been asked. So five grand to 50 grand, I'd do something like this. I'd put five to 10% of it in Bitcoin. I'd put 10 to 15% in gold. I'd put about 20% in the stock market spread over the FTSE 100 or the S&P 500. I'd put 10% into good watches. I'd put 20% into starting and scaling a business and 30% into real estate. Roughly speaking, that's what I would do. <laughs> Am I famous? Semi-famous? C-list famous? <laughs> I do get recognized two or three times every time I go out, but I'm not Tom Cruise. So I'm honest about that. <laughs> would I... Would I invest in properties abroad? Absolutely not. The remoteness of them means they're harder to manage, they're more expensive to manage. The legal system is different. The banking system is different. The lending system is different. The way that you purchase is different. In many countries abroad, you don't even really get much capital growth, especially in places in Europe. The planning laws are different. The maintenance and the management and the refurb teams have different prices and structure, structures. And so, uh, no, the, the further away you invest, the more money you're likely to lose. I mean, even in one country, three hours on the train might cost you 80 quid return. You go there once or twice a month, you've wiped out all your net cash flow. Would I ever live abroad to save tax? If you've got family, kids at school, why would you move until they've moved on and done? Also, people take for granted their comfort of the culture in their country. In the UK, the legal system is really good. Security is pretty good. Actually, even though we moan about many of our services, many of them are quite good, although the NHS isn't what it used to be. People are saying, yeah, let's move to Dubai because it's tax-free, except everything's twice as much. It's, it will melt this ginger beard in the summer. And, of course, the cultural and, and religion and legal system is way different. So, actually, living and moving abroad, I think, is not the panacea that most people think it is. And you should do all these checks and be very wary of schemes and scams relating to... Um, going to non-domicile tax-free havens because many governments have shut a lot of those loopholes. So be very careful about that. Yes, you could diversify £50,000 into multiple pots. I explained how I would do about 10% in Bitcoin, about 15% in gold, about 10-ish percent in watches, about 20% diversified in the S&P 500 or the... Um, FTSE 100, about 20% starting a business, like, for example, a membership site or an information business. And then about the rest, so what, 25, 30% into real estate. That's a really good spread of about 50 grand. 
Stop listing things to make your point, just make it. No, <laughs> people like lists. It's like contents page on a book. So no, Rob, I won't. <laughs> but thanks for your feedback. <laughs> what gold coins do I invest in? I invest in Krugerrands. I like Krugerrands because they are very liquid. They have a very stable price and they are 99 point whatever percent pure gold. There are different types of gold coins like a Britannia coin that you can buy from the Royal Mint. But I like fully decentralized. So I like Krugerrands. And then if you have more money, you might get, get into bullion. I don't let anyone else store it. I store it. Don't store it at home. Store it externally somewhere safe. And actually, gold's a very good long-term investment and very liquid and very stable. If you wanted to sell a property now, you might have to drop the price between 10 and 20%. If you wanted to sell gold now, you can sell it for exactly what its value is today. Do I think that mortgages will ever come down? Well, interest rates are on their way up. So in the short to medium term, interest rates are going to push the cost of mortgages up. But over time, that will correct. And as interest rates settle and drop, the costs of mortgages will come down. People forget that actually um, in the last 12 years, it is not normal to have interest rates under half a percent or even at 0.25 percent or even at 0.1 percent. So they've taken that for granted. What they also don't realize is that as interest rates go up, affordability for more people in the housing market goes down because their repayments are higher. And as affordability goes down, more houses get sold and repossessed. And as more houses get sold and repossessed, the property prices drop. And as the property prices drop, you need a lower actual mortgage and therefore lower monthly payments. So it actually corrects itself. My pleasure. I'm happy to answer all the questions. So thank you for thanking me. It's my pleasure. If you're a moneymaker, what car do you drive? So many scammers on here. I have a Lamborghini Aventador. That was 320 grand, I think. Porsche Panamera Turbo S. That was 175 grand new. I bought that five months old. The lady had specced everything on that car. I have an Aerial Atom, which I bought for cash. I think it might be the S. It's about 300 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 2.7 seconds. I have a Ferrari Testarossa, which I bought cash, which is my pretty much favorite classic. Have a Range Rover, although they're not the most reliable, so we'll be getting a Porsche Cayenne. Um, my business partner and I are just about to get a Porsche 911 Turbo S. Um, so they're the cars I, I currently have. I have a few more cars as well that are sort of daily runarounds. Where is safe to store your gold? Hmm. You should never tell anyone this, <laughs> but you asked me in a safety deposit box in the location of a private or public institution which is safe and secure, which you never tell anyone about, and definitely do not store any gold or valuables in your house. Is it okay to put rents up at this time? You absolutely have to put rents up at this time. Because if you don't put rents up at this time, you'll miss the chance to put rents up. Now, people with good morals and ethics worry about putting rents up that it's not fair on tenants. But for the last five years, you probably haven't put rents up. So putting your rents up now, think of it like this. 
if I'm putting rents up 20% now, it was actually 4% a year for the last five years where I wasn't able to put rents up at all. Because if you don't put rents up now and then you can't next year in the next five years, you can't put rents up, then you're stuck. Your costs have gone up significantly. Your cost of finance, your cost of living. So yes, you should be putting your rents up. We've been putting rents up on 1,250 properties. I would say 90% plus of the tenants, they accept the rental increase. They might not like it and we don't really like doing it, but we have to do it. And then a few that complain, they can complain. And I, I don't know that we've had more than 2% leave. If I had to start with nothing all over again, but I had my knowledge, I would one, build a membership site around my knowledge because I currently have 10,000 members of mine. Two, I would find a business partner who was a private financer and I would start buying properties. Three, I would launch a training business, courses, mentoring, masterminding, turning what I know into cash flow. These are the three things I would do if I would start again, and they could get you to tens of thousands a month quick and hundreds of thousands a year quicker than any other kind of businesses that I know. Oh, and by the way, they're what I do, <laughs> but I make millions in them. All right. Our Range Rovers ship. Range Rovers are like my ex-girlfriends. They look beautiful on the outside, but they are ultra high maintenance and servicing and management. I don't like criticizing really. We will be moving over all Porsche. I've had Range Rovers for 12 years. Unfortunately, their reliability and their servicing and their cost to run are really poor compared to something like Porsche. Give me your Ferrari, I only have 48 hours to live. If that is true, then you can come to mine in the next 48 hours and I will take you on a drive wherever you wanna go within reason. So let's bring it on. I imagine it's not true. <laughs> Big shout to Ryan Nurse. Ryan hit the share button on the live. Is gold better invested physically? Absolutely yes. I would not store my gold in someone else's vault and I certainly wouldn't buy digital gold. The point of gold is it's physical, tangible and real and usually goes up when currency or trust in the economy goes down, which is high right now. So buy physical gold like Krugerrands and then store them somewhere away from where you live safely and securely like a safety deposit box. I make a good baddie in a Robin Hood film. <laughs> well, look, if it paid me a few mil, Tony, I'd do it. Why not? Big shout to Shane Woolard for the follow. If anyone else wants a shout out, follow me and I'll shout you out. Rolex Daytona new or used? Well, Rolex Daytona's new are cheaper than Rolex Daytona's used. The grey market has doubled and even at one point nearly tripled the value of second-hand Rolex Daytonas. So if you can get a Rolex Daytona new, better, cheaper. But getting one is virtually impossible. That's why the second-hand market value has gone so high. Because if you could get a new one, second-hand ones would be less. When you can't get new, second-hand ones 
are in more demand and they go up. If you want to buy Rolex Daytonas new, you need to go and see a Rolex authorized dealer. They call them ADs. And you need to build a relationship with them over time. You need, need to be patient. And you need to buy other Rolexes in the window that are maybe less desirable and would depreciate in value. And once you've got a good relationship and a good buying history with Rolex, they might then start sourcing you the anniversary sports models and the Rolex Daytonas. You have to think long term. People don't want to do that. So same with buying Ferraris or Lamborghinis or Patek Philippe's. And a lot of people get pissed off about that. They think they should just be able to walk into an authorized dealer and go, yeah, give me a Rolex Daytona. Nine year waiting list, sir. Oh, that's not fair. Fuck off. It's not how it works. Think, think long term. Anyone else got any questions or want to shout out? Oh, quick one. Um, in about 36 hours time, I'm doing a live stream Zoom for you on leveraging, delegating, outsourcing, getting more done in less time finding VAs and admin assistants, and uh, essentially um, saving time but making more money. Now, you might ask, well, why would I do that for free? Because actually what I'm doing is I'm writing the second edition of my UK best-selling business book, Life Leverage. And I thought, well, instead of me sitting there writing on my own, all bored and no one getting any benefit out of this, I thought, well, I could talk it through on a Zoom. Then you get to see all the new content. By the way, I um, have an eight-figure business and nearly a nine-figure portfolio, and I make high seven figures a year in net income. So I can teach you some stuff about scaling, leveraging, making more money in less time. Um, so if you go to robmore.live forward slash Sunday, that's robmore.live forward slash Sunday. I can't type it in, so you're going to have to write this down. Robmore.live forward slash Sunday, you can get this training for free. You can basically see me creating all the new sexy content to update Life Leverage version two. You'll get loads of tips and tricks. Uh, in fact, I've got um, 25 written down here um, that I'll be sharing on this live Zoom masterclass. It's robmore.live forward slash Sunday. Right, who else has got any more questions? Jenny has just registered for robmore.live forward slash Sunday. Who would like a shout out? Follow me and I'll give you a shout out. Big shout to Lady Marmalade. Okay, let's have a look here. Tony Devil wants to see the cars. Well, I can't pick up this and this and this and this and go and show you them. So yeah. You want the photos of them while I'm living on my phone. I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, for those of you that want to see the cards, whether it's just because you like them or because you want proof from me, follow me on Instagram and over the next few days I'll share pictures of them. So if you want, if you're serious, by the way, some people are just want to troll me. If you want to troll me and you don't give a fuck, just fuck off. <laughs> um, but if you actually do want to see them because you're interested or because you want to know that I'm the real deal so that you can then get some proof so you can make sure I'm not a schemer or a scammer. So then you can learn from me and then you can take action, which is a smart thing to do. Go follow me on Instagram. I'll bump them on my stories over the next few days. Big shout out to Simon Miller. It's his 50th birthday. All right, shout out there, Simon. Um, Tony Devil has said, if I was making millions on... Tony Devil has said, if I was making millions, if I was making millions, I would not be wasting my time on TikTok. 
it's because I make millions that I can waste my time on TikTok because I have my time to waste on TikTok. And it's funny that someone who's broke is saying to me what they would do if they had millions, except they're broke and they're broke and they're on TikTok watching me and they're criticizing me being a millionaire doing content on TikTok. Don't you see the irony? <laughs> Fuck it out. All right. Um, anyone else got anything to, sh to say? <laughs> Yes, I know how many viewers I have. Sometimes I have, I have hundreds, sometimes I have tens. I've got 14 on Instagram. So I'm also recording. I'm also recording. <laughs> sometimes I have thousands of people. Sometimes I have 15. But I'm the one doing the fucking live. I'm the one creating the content. You ain't, William. Yeah, 14. Yeah, look at me. How many have you got? <laughs> what colour's your Bugatti? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, I'm all right. I think we're done now anyway. So thanks for tuning in, you legends.